Hello and welcome back to Global Value. In today's video, we're performing a fundamental stock analysis of PayPal Holdings Inc, ticker symbol PYPL. We're looking at PayPal today as a subscriber request and because the company recently announced that they're cutting 7% of their workforce ahead of their Q4 2022 earnings call. Currently, PayPal is trading for $83.20 per share. And over the last year, their stock price is down nearly 35%. Over five years, PayPal is compounding at a rate of only 2% annually. PayPal's stock price has dropped by more than $200 from their highs in July of 2021. Since they were spun off from eBay, PayPal over the past seven and a half years has been compounding at a rate that's just under 12% annually. So PayPal is currently trading just under $20 above their 52-week low. They're down more than $50 from their 52-week high. PayPal is a very large business. They have about a $94 billion market cap. For additional background about the company, PayPal was spun off from eBay in 2015 and provides electronic payment solutions to merchants and consumers with a focus on online transactions. The company had 426 million active accounts at the end of 2021, including 34 million merchant accounts. The company also owns Zoom, an international money transfer service, and Venmo, a person-to-person -person payment platform. PayPal Holdings Inc. was founded in 1998 and is headquartered in San Jose, California. Also, if you're interested in learning more about the background of the business, the book The Founders by Jimmy Sony is a very good story about the founding of PayPal and how they were eventually sold to eBay. It also does a good job of exploring the personalities of the myriad and prolific people who worked at PayPal as some of their executives and especially on their software and their product teams. So for our fundamental analysis today, we are performing the select six analysis, taking a checklist style approach of six standard financial metrics to come to a holistic and beginning understanding of PayPal based off of their business fundamentals. So this analysis is an evolving and improving process. It's a work in progress and it's an opportunity to learn in public. So with that said, let's get right into today's analysis. Starting things off with metric number one, we want their average return on capital over the last five years to be above 14%. And there are two key reasons for this. The first is that over the long run, over the course of decades, a stock is likely to return approximately what its underlying business returns, and these business returns are going to be captured here by return on capital. The second is that the average publicly listed business earns about a 7% return on capital, so by looking for a benchmark of 14% or higher here, we can potentially build in some margin of safety for ourselves based off the overall quality of the business being about twice as good as average. So PayPal has earned pretty stable and pretty steady returns on capital in the low double digits. In 2021, the company earned about 13.5% returns on capital, which were the highest that they got to over this period. Over their last 12 months, PayPal is earning about 11% returns on capital. And averaged out over this time frame, PayPal is only earning about 12.5% returns on capital. So while that is solidly above the returns of a typical business, that's below that 14% benchmark we're ideally looking for. And so unfortunately, to start things off here, this is going to be an X on metric number one for PayPal. Next up for metric number two, here we're taking a high level overview of the growth of their business. So we're looking for revenue, net income, and free cash flow growth over the last five years. We're also going to be including their last 12 months worth of numbers in our calculations here. And this metric is all or nothing in nature. Either all three of these are going to be up for this to be a check, or if even one of these is down, this entire metric will be an X. Over this time, PayPal's revenues have doubled. They're They've brought in over $26 billion in revenue over their last 12 months. Their earnings have also grown 28% and their free cash flows have just about tripled over this period. The business has produced $5.6 billion worth of free cash flow over their last 12 months. So strong growth across the board here for PayPal. This is a check on metric number two. And it's great to see that this growth is being led by strong free cash flow growth. 
because free cash flow is really the lifeblood of any business and a business's abilities to produce free cash flows now and until judgment day discounted back by some reasonable interest rate is what that business is going to be worth. So a business can use its free cash flows to reinvest back into the company, make acquisitions, buy back shares, pay down debt, or pay dividends. So again, great to see such strong growth here for PayPal, and this is our first check of the day. Next up for metric number three, here we're taking the perspective of an individual shareholder in the business by looking at PayPal on a per share basis. So we're looking for earnings per share growth over the last five years. We learned in the previous metric that their earnings are up 28% over this time frame. However, earnings are just one part of this earnings per share equation. We still want to take a look at what they've done in terms of their shares outstanding and likely a good sign for long-term shareholders in the business. PayPal has bought back about 4% of their shares outstanding over the last five years. This is somewhat in contrast to a lot of other tech businesses, which very often dilute shareholders in order to fuel their growth. PayPal does have its fair share of stock-based compensation, but they've still been buying back shares on net over this time frame. So between a lower share count outstanding and higher earnings over this time frame, this has led to strong earnings per share growth here for PayPal, meaning that this is a check here on metric number three. Next up, metric number four is going to be very similar. So here we're looking for free cash flow per share growth over the last five years. Again, PayPal has tripled their free cash flows over this time frame, and they bought back 4% of their shares outstanding. So this is another check here on metric number four. So far through our first four metrics, we have three checks and only one X for PayPal. Next up for metric number five, here we're evaluating how the business is utilizing debt. So we don't want to be investing in overly levered businesses because during economic downturns, it's overly levered businesses that are going to be at the greatest risk of poor outcomes. So we want their net debt, which is their total debt minus their cash and their short-term investments, to be below the amount of free cash flow the company has produced over the last five years. So PayPal currently has about $528 million worth of net debt. They've increased their net debt position over the past several years as the company has taken on more long-term debt. However, over all five of these years, PayPal has been strongly free cash flow generative. And in total over the last five years, PayPal has produced more than $20 billion worth of free cash flow. So this is very easily able to support that $500 million net debt position. So this is a check here on metric number five, as it looks like the business is strongly cash flow generative relative to the debt that they're employing in their company. Also worth being aware of as well, over their last 12 months, PayPal has produced more than $5.6 billion of free cash flow. They'd be able to pay off all of their debt using their free cash flow and their cash equivalents very easily. Then our sixth and final metric, the big metric of them all, we want their average free cash flow to their total enterprise value to give us a yield that's above 5%. If this is the case, this will give us a slight risk premium to the yield of the 10-year treasury and potentially offer us a reasonable starting point for evaluation of PayPal. So we're using their total enterprise value because it takes into account both their market cap and their net debt position, and it's going to give us a perspective of the business that's more similar to as if PayPal were a private company. So currently, PayPal has a $94.4 billion total enterprise value. We learned in the previous metric that the company has produced $20 billion worth of free cash flow over their last five fiscal years, meaning that in an average year, the company is producing about $4 billion worth of free cash flow. So when we divide their $4 billion of their average free cash flow by their $94.4 billion total enterprise value, that provides a 4.2% average free cash flow to enterprise value yield for PayPal, which even though that's slightly above the yield of the 10-year treasury, that's below that 5% risk premium that we're ideally seeking for. So because this free cash flow yield is below that risk premium, this is going to be an X here on metric number six. 
Keep in mind, though, that because they've had higher free cash flows over their last 12 months, their current free cash flow to enterprise value yield is above this. So when we divide their $5.6 billion of their last 12 months of free cash flow by their $94.4 billion total enterprise value, that gives us about a 5.9% current free cash flow to enterprise value yield for PayPal, which would be on the other side of that 5% risk premium, and that's more than two percentage points above the yield of the 10-year treasury. Because we're split here on either side of that risk premium, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to toss PayPal out in its entirety, but it could mean that PayPal is still an interesting business to look at, especially as the company has come down so far from its all-time highs. Then everything we've discussed so far is important, but there's something missing that in my opinion is the main reason to analyze PayPal, which takes us on to using a discounted cash flow model to come to a potential fair intrinsic value for PayPal holdings. So a discounted cash flow model is just like any other model in any other discipline. Its outputs are going to be sensitive to its inputs. So here we're starting with an average of their free cash flows over the last five years. Then we're using historical growth assumptions based off how the business has grown their free cash flows since becoming a publicly listed business again after being spun off from eBay to project these average free cash flows out into the future. So it's up to you to do your own homework here to determine whether or not these historical growth assumptions are going to be potentially accurate and applicable going forward for the company. So here we're using a growth stage over the next 10 years where PayPal grows their average free cash flows at a rate of just under 14% annually. Then we're using a terminal stage for the 10 years out after that where this growth rate declines all the way till 4% annually. If we add in the company's tangible book value, to, which gives us an estimate of the tangible net worth of the company, and we're ideally seeking a 15% rate of return from PayPal, which is the rate of return that Warren Buffett is looking for from his investments, then it looks like a potential fair value for PayPal today based off of their current valuation multiples is about $68.5 per share. So please keep in mind some caveats here. Number one, a discounted cash flow model is based off the predictability of a business's future free cash flows. PayPal has taken some hits to their business, even despite their huge online growth over the COVID-19 pandemic. The company no longer is the preferred payment provider for eBay. That did have a big impact on the company's reported numbers over their last year. Also, even on top of this 15% rate of return, Warren Buffett is ideally looking for a margin of safety in his investments as well, based off of his understanding of the durable competitive advantages of a business and the dynamics of the industry that that business operates in. So please be mindful of the fact that this type of analysis is not financial advice. It's not a buy or sell recommendation of any security. And before considering any potential investment decision, please consult with the properly licensed and registered legal and financial professionals. So in just a minute, we'll talk about our summary for PayPal, but we have to address something first. What are some of the qualitative aspects of this business, especially around the key points for a potential long or potential short thesis of the company? So starting with some of the key points around a potential long thesis for the business, number one, PayPal's long-running experience in online payments is a unique asset that is becoming more valuable as e-commerce becomes a bigger piece of the commerce pie. Number two, the scalable nature of the business should allow PayPal to improve its margins over time. And number three, there is still plenty of runway for growth in electronic payments. Electronic payments only surpassed cash payments on a global basis a couple of years ago. Then for some of the key points around a potential short thesis of the company, Number one, opportunities to monetize Venmo could be more limited than expected. Number two, Alipay and WeChat provide examples of how governments could favor local players, and this could potentially shut PayPal out of some emerging markets opportunities. And number three, the separation between online and point-of-sale transactions is blurring, and PayPal may increasingly come into competition with larger companies in the future. So hopefully that offers a balanced perspective around some of the key qualitative aspects of the business. Now it's time for our wrap-up. So in summary, PayPal checks the box on four out of our six metrics today. 
The company is earning average returns on capital of about 12.5%, so just slightly below that 14% benchmark we're looking for, but solidly above the returns of a typical business. The company's experienced massive growth over the last five years, with their revenues doubling and their free cash flows more than tripling. They've also bought back 4% of their shares outstanding, even though the business does offer plenty of share-based compensation. Because of the strong earnings and because of their buybacks, they've also grown on their per share metrics. While the company has added on some long-term debt in recent years, they're still massively cash flow generative relative to this debt on both an average and a current basis of their free cash flows. And then even though their average free cash flow to enterprise value yield was slightly below the risk premium we were looking for in comparison to the 10-year treasury, on a current basis, that could be potentially above that risk premium. So PayPal may still be an interesting business to dig into and learn more about especially as the industry that they operate in is a huge and actively evolving industry, which is truly global at scale with a number of different businesses operating in it, and it's likely to keep growing for a long time into the future. Finally, performing a discounted cash flow analysis of PayPal. If you've done the work and you believe that those historical growth assumptions are going to be accurate and applicable going forward for the company, and you are ideally seeking a 15% rate of return from the business, then it looks like a potential fair value based off of today's current valuations of PayPal would be around $68.5 per share. So that's just slightly above what their 52-week low was, and that's down about $15 from their current stock price. Please be mindful, though, that there are reasons why this might not be accurate for the business. So it's worth reiterating that this type of analysis is not financial advice. It's not a buy or sell recommendation of any security. And before considering any potential investment decision, please consult with your financial advisor. This analysis instead serves as a beginning and holistic understanding to help you determine whether it's worth your time and energy to dig in and learn more about PayPal. One resource that will definitely help you stay up to speed with what's going on in the market and help you learn more about the business is Seeking Alpha. Checking out Seeking Alpha directly supports the channel as I'm part of their affiliate program. So most of you probably know Seeking Alpha as a source of community written articles on different stocks. But over the past little while, they've actually become a lot more than that with their new offering, which is Seeking Alpha Premium. Premium has a number of different features where you can track buy, hold, and sell ratings on your favorite stocks. These ratings are from the Seeking Alpha community, Wall Street analysts, and Seeking Alpha's algorithm. You can see earnings call transcripts, investor presentations, SEC filings, and press releases all in one place. You can add your own margin of safety targets and get alerts for when your favorite stocks hit that level. You can get unlimited access to Seeking Alpha articles, and you can tailor your rating experience based on the type of investor you are. You can get 10 years of financial data on any stock to help you with your analysis. You can also import your portfolio into your Seeking Alpha dashboard to make researching easier. And if that didn't convince you, the best thing is that an annual plan is only 119 bucks. That's just 33 cents per day through my referral link down in the description below. Normally premium is $239, but if you use my link, it's 50% off. So check it out if you're interested. So through this deeper research, you'll learn more about the qualitative and the quantitative aspects of the company and you'll likely be able to determine for yourself what a reasonably appropriate intrinsic value for PayPal will be. As a value investor, you're ultimately trying to conduct this research as if you're going to own 100% of a business, where you can truly learn accurately, completely, and go back and ask yourself what did you miss to come to an understanding of the underlying essence of the business and know what's important and what's not important for the business going forward. That's it for today's fundamental stock analysis of PayPal Holdings, Inc., ticker symbol PYPL. 
Again, we looked at the business both as a subscriber request and because the company recently announced that they're laying off 7% of their workforce, which comes ahead of their Q4 2022 earnings call. It'll be interesting to see what the business actually reports. So if you enjoyed today's video, please be sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel for more stock analysis videos, and comment down below what business you want me to take a look at next time. Thanks for learning about PayPal with me and have a great day.